I achieved more than I thought I was going to. I'm going to freaking college, and I never imagined in a million years I would be going to Metro State University. Rosemarie, a full-time student at Metropolitan State University and one who lives in temporary housing at a safe outdoor space in North Denver, has experienced homelessness off and on for years. She never once gave up, and her story is one you will not soon forget. As Rosemarie tells her story, I ask that you consider why we, as a collective, critique the life choices of those experiencing homelessness. Rather than offering grace and acknowledging the life circumstances, trauma, addiction, and neglect that may lead one to be unhoused, we too often lay blame on those who quite often lack any control over what causes them to be homeless. More than ever before, it's imperative that we look at the barriers many face to attain and maintain stable housing and the resiliency exhibited each and every day by those individuals. I'm Hannah Higgins, a second-year graduate student here at the University of Denver, and you are listening to Rocky Mountain Reverb, a podcast meant to amplify voices from DU and the Colorado community. This episode is about Rosemarie and the barriers she has faced and obstacles she continues to overcome in order to follow her dreams of earning a college degree from Metropolitan State University. Rosemarie lacked a stable home life from the beginning. I grew up with a dysfunctional family and foster care. The foster care system failed to put the knowledge in my head that I could accomplish something more than what my mother or father accomplished because they didn't have the skills to teach me how to go to college or how to even get through school. I didn't have support or nobody to encourage me. Substance abuse also led to further challenges. There was a time I was an alcoholic and a drug addict. I ended up going to prison because of that. And I stayed in prison for a long time. Finally found Jesus and straightened me out. (laughs) It straightened my butt out. Since I got out of prison, like, my whole life has changed. Lessons learned in prison have guided Rosemarie to better understand herself and begin to imagine a life that could be had outside prison walls. I used to sit in prison and think, I'm slave laboring for $20 a month. I could be at home and behave and go to work and earn more than this. I can earn that an hour instead. I found out about investing in yourself for your own education. If you invest in yourself and invest your time and take time out to learn something, you can actually accomplish something. Upon leaving prison in 2018, Rosemarie was connected to a program in Denver that supported her newfound drive to stay clean and remain housed. I did a pilot program with Mariposa House. They house homeless people whenever they get out of prison. It's to stop the recidivism rate of prisoners going back to prison because of homelessness. And it worked. I got an apartment and I got a good job and they helped me with my tools. This is where most stories in the media about people experiencing homelessness end. They talk about the trials and challenges faced by those who are unhoused, and the stories end the second they attain housing. They don't take time to feature the humanity of those who are unhoused and the instrumental parts of each person's identity that make them more than a statistic. They don't talk about the resiliency required to fight through the challenges.
One important part of Rose Marie's identity we haven't talked to yet is her indigenous ancestry. I'm Native American. My mom is from the Rosebud Sioux Tribe. My father is from Fort Yates. My father is a descendant of Sitting Bull, and then my mother were direct descendants of Chief Little Thunder. This identity is instrumental to who Rosemary is and has played a role in a recent endeavor she is pursuing. The, the sign said Indigenous Peoples Grant, free college. I said, I'm going. I was going to go back to work doing asbestos, and I said, I'm tired of that, and it's kind of, I'm not going to get too far. Metropolitan State University announced in May that beginning in fall 2022, the university will cover the cost of Indigenous students' tuition and fees. Rosemary is just one of the beneficiaries. Intent on pursuing a major in construction project management, Rosemary has the background and drive necessary to follow this path. Eventually, I want to own my own company. I want to build homes. Though an incredible opportunity, Rosemary must manage a lot. I'm doing 16 credit hours right now. I'm trying to work and then trying to keep it together, not to lose everything that I worked for. On top of work in school, she also currently resides at a safe outdoor space, or SOS, which is run by the Colorado Village Collaborative. Though the temporary housing provided at the SOS Rosemary lives at is something she is grateful for and speaks highly of, it does come with some challenges. It's challenging because I don't have space. I don't get the quiet or time for myself, really. It's loud. I got music blaring, people fighting. Maintaining good hygiene and the travel logistics required to do so is something else Rosemarie must take into consideration when planning out her day. Yeah, I gotta go all the way downtown to take a shower. I rented a locker to take a shower at school. I pay for a Planet Fitness membership too on the weekends. Despite these challenges and needing to always be on the move to get from one place to the next, Rosemarie makes the most of all available time to study. On campus every Tuesday and Thursday, Rosemarie studies in between classes and on the bus. At 42 years old and in prison during a time in which the internet took over the world and became essential to know in order to make it in college and the workforce, Rosemarie has had to overcome one more barrier, technology. I learned traditionally with books and paper and pencils. I spent that long in prison, I didn't even know how to use a computer. I could barely use my phone, and I get impatient with it. I was sitting there looking at the screen, scrolling through stuff, going cross-eyed. After a few short months, she's now keeping up with the younger students in her classes. I'm kind of proud of myself. I two laptops, tablet. Rosemarie has learned a lot during the short time she has been back in school. The first semester was hard. But I achieved it. I uh, figured out how to use everything, figured out how to schedule things, figured out the different styles of learning that are applied to each subject that I'm studying. So like people that got different styles for things like online or in person or like on paper, they do it where you're going to learn all these styles of learning or how to handle it. That way you're better able to succeed through the rest of the time you're there. Rosemary has never given up and has no plan to. Her hopes and dreams continue to grow. I'm going to apply for some um, internships. I'm hoping to get into one of these bigger companies because if you can learn how to run a bigger company, eventually you're going to be able to own a business on a smaller scale. I just want to learn as much as I can, be good at what I do, and hopefully improve somebody else's life. Rosemary's story is one of strength and one of bravery. 
Her story also is not an anomaly. Before passing judgment on those who are unhoused or who have previously experienced homelessness, I ask that you offer grace. Each one of us has a story, and like most stories, cannot be told and understood by where one sleeps each night. This episode was produced by me, Hannah Higgins. Thank you to my managing editor, Carlos Jimenez. I'd also like to thank the University of Denver's Media, Film, and Journalism Studies Department, and a special thanks to Rosemarie for sharing her story.